BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Rams fans, welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight, uh, well, Rams making a bit of a move as far as the kicker spot goes. We'll take a peek at the uh, playoff race, and then uh, later on, we get uh, the Ravens and Rams. Baltimore uh, hosting the LA Rams. We'll dive into that game preview here in a bit. Before we uh, get into the action here, RamShowcase.com. That's where you find uh, your information. Click on that merch tab. Snag yourself a Ram Showcase t-shirt. That is the best way to support the show. Second best way is, uh, well, to just be here and hang out with me. I do appreciate it. Make sure you follow on socials as well, uh, at Rams Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags. We're keeping up uh, on uh, Facebook and Twitter, or X, uh, as far as like the, the records go, and uh, our milestones that we are watching. We talk about those in the game preview, and I try to keep those updated live. So uh, once they happen, try to get that going there. People uh, were very stoked on the Puka news of uh, him kicking all the butt cheeks this last week. So that's very good stuff. We'll talk about that, though, here in a moment. Not a lot of news to get into as far as the Rams go this week, uh, heading into week 14 as uh, the Rams taking on the Ravens, of course, in Baltimore. Early kickoff for this one, uh, which sucks, I'll be honest, but it's, uh, it's going to be okay. But uh, we did have a move, a transaction as uh, the Rams signing kicker Mason Crosby to the practice squad. Crosby is expected to be elevated to the active roster, and uh, that would likely mean that uh, Lucas Habrasic down with the Havra sickness uh, will likely be waived. And I will say on uh, Lucas Haversick, don't don't mind the guy at all. I think he's uh, he's, he's a good dude. Uh, he's watching him and stuff like that has been fine, but uh, my trust on uh, him making kicks has dwindled pretty dramatically. Every time he's lining up for it now, it just it, it, the, the confidence is gone. Uh, it was there in, in the, his first weekend, and it was kind of like, okay, this could be the guy. Like, it's just, this guy's working out or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, that kind of dwindled away. So when you miss an extra point, uh, you know, some field goals, stuff like that, uh, the, the, the confidence drops pretty quick with kickers. So hopefully um, the Rams can kind of settle that in. Obviously, Mason Crosby is not a long-term solution, as the dude's all great now. So, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's good to have him uh, if he is officially activated this week. Uh, and I would assume so. Uh, we obviously don't know exactly when he will get uh, elevated to the active roster, uh, but we have to kind of think that uh, maybe there's a little bit of adjustment. He's, you know, been a free agent. So uh, getting him back into the swing of things and uh, swinging his leg into footballs, um, then, uh, you know, once he's got that rhythm back, which I'm sure he can get, uh, that would be pretty uh, pretty interesting to see him out there as far as uh, this will be only his second NFL team. And uh, that's crazy, especially as a kicker. Uh, we know as well as anybody that uh, the, the kickers, they, they, you, can, you can go through them quick. So uh, Mason Crosby, 
only ever played for the Packers. So uh, this will be his second team ever, and that's kind of crazy. And in a weather game as well, uh, you know, p- kicking so long at Lambeau Field uh, and, you know, places like Chicago and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's uh, a good experience uh, to have a guy who's uh, who's used to kicking in not ideal conditions uh, to be uh, playing in this weather game that we'll get in uh, Baltimore this week. And uh, also, Mason Crosby, Colorado kid. So uh, pretty sweet stuff there. Moving to the standings here. So making a little bit of a move here as uh, the Rams moving up to second place in the NFC West with a 6-6 six and six record tied with the Seattle Seahawks at 6-6. Six and six, But of course, did uh, sweep the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, definitely ahead of them. Niners still sitting in first place. They are at 9-3. and three. They had that win against the Philadelphia Eagles, which uh, did not go the way that I expected it to go. At the very least, if the 49ers were going to win, I thought it was going to be a close game. And uh, yeah, did not be a close game. <laughs> and uh, this week, uh, hosting the Seattle Seahawks, the Rams are on the road at Baltimore or Seattle in San Fran. And then Arizona, they had that win against Pittsburgh last week, which is crazy because like, what the heck? Um, Pittsburgh is one of those teams that I, I think that I, I guess Arizona is one of those teams like with they, they beat Dallas, they beat Pittsburgh. And these are teams that are like, you know, decent. So I, I think people sometimes go into the Arizona games thinking it's going to be like a cakewalk. And then, you know, like they're still fighting. They're still pros. They still get paid, you know. So um, there's, the, there's that that whole thing. But uh, yeah, it, to, to know that the Rams lost to Pittsburgh in a way that they shouldn't have. <laughs> and then you see Arizona beat them. And you're like, all right, <laughs> let's. Cool. And then uh, this week, the last week of bye weeks as uh, Washington and Arizona will be finishing up their bye weeks this week, and then it's done. Then everybody's playing. Um, So, yeah, that's uh, what we're dealing with in the NFC West right now. Rams uh, second place in the West, which is pretty sick stuff. Playoff race, uh, uh, this is kind of heating up right now. We are getting really into the nitty-gritty as uh, Philadelphia Eagles sitting currently at the one seed with that 10-2 and record, but that loss to the 49ers. Uh, very much could come into play in these last few weeks. But the Philadelphia Eagles this week at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, that game is being, uh, being played on Sunday night football. So that'll be an interesting matchup as well. Because Dallas sitting in the five seed right now with a 9-3 and three record uh, to play the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night football. That's, uh, that's kind of an interesting one. Because I, I would have to look at the tiebreakers. But could Philadelphia potentially fall from 1-5 to five in the playoff race this week? That'd be kind of crazy, huh? Potentially be sitting at a wild card for the Philadelphia Eagles. That'd be nuts considering uh, what this uh, season has been all about. Niners in uh, the two seed right now, nine and three, uh, hosting the San Francisco, or excuse me, hosting the Seattle Seahawks. The Detroit Lions sitting in third right now. Uh, They'll be at the Chicago Bears. Atlanta Falcons sitting in the fourth slot, uh, leading the NFC South at the moment. Uh, They'll be hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then your wild card teams right now, we have Dallas at 9-3. and three. Of course, they are that Philly game, so they could jump up for sure. I don't know if they would pass San Fran or Detroit. I would have to look at tiebreakers again on that one. Uh, but uh, they could be, potentially be uh, moving and shaking this week. Uh, sixth seed right now is the Minnesota Vikings. They're at the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, that's an interesting one because the Minnesota Vikings have kind of fallen apart. And uh, they've been clinging on to that playoff uh, seeding right now for the last uh, few weeks or so, uh, but uh, yeah, it looks to be going away. So <laughs> uh, they are not doing a good job right now. Obviously, uh, Jefferson out and you lose Kirk Cousins, stuff like that. Jefferson, though, could be back here soon, and uh, that could kind of give a shakeup as well. 
Your seven seed right now is the Green Bay Packers, also with that 6-6 six and six record. This week, they are at the New York Giants on Monday Night Football. So we'll have to wait uh, the, basically the whole week until we get that information. Also, why is there two Monday Night Games this week? It's not very prime time if there's multiple games going on, is it? Uh, it's, I kind of hate the double prime time games because, well, I want to watch all the games. And uh, when there's two going on at the same time, well, I just have to pick one. And uh, that's not as cool. Uh, but sitting just outside of the playoffs right now is the L.A. Rams at a 6-6 six and six record, of course, at the Baltimore Ravens. This week, we'll be talking about that game here shortly. Seattle Seahawks sitting just behind the Rams at the 9 slot at also 6-6 six and six at the San Fran 49ers. And then uh, we have the Bucks sitting just below that at the 10 seed at 5-7. and seven. They are at the Atlanta Falcons, who are, of course, leading that division right now. So could be seeing a shakeup there. And the New Orleans Saints, who the Rams do play here in just a few weeks, sitting with a 5-7 and seven record, and uh, they will be hosting the Carolina Panthers. So, yeah, it is not over as uh, far as, like, our confidence in the Rams uh, right now, coming off of three three straight wins. Uh, we're feeling pretty good, right? But, uh, again, that's Tampa Bay's at Atlanta, and Atlanta's leading that division, so we could see a shakeup there. New Orleans, who the Rams play here in a couple weeks, sitting just one game behind the Rams, but they are playing the Carolina Panthers, who are... Not very good right now, although they did just get a coaching change, so we could see a win out of the Panthers this week. You got the Minnesota Vikings, who are expected to get Justin Jefferson back. That's obviously a massive move. The Green Bay Packers have been playing some pretty good football right now. Jordan Love seems to be a little bit settling into his own, just a touch. And then, you know, you got the, like, really, I mean, Dallas Cowboys, obviously the Rams lost to them, and with five games left, three games back, that's kind of a, a tall task there. Um, but I, I wouldn't call anything impossible right now, but I will say that uh, to, to lock in anybody on the playoffs right now outside of like your Eagles, Niners, Lions, Cowboys kind of thing, uh, it's, it's pretty much a toss up right now. There's a lot of teams that are fighting right now and the Rams definitely in that mix right in the dead center of that mix right now, just uh, hoping to, uh, to crawl and scratch their way into that playoff spot uh so we'll see what happens man i'm excited about it either way uh, i think that this will be a fun little last five games to watch as uh, we are now into december football and well if you're going to be a good football team you win football games in december especially when you get like a weather game in baltimore in uh, week 14 though those are games that you have to win if you want to be a legitimate contender so it doesn't matter how good the opponent is if you are good yourself, you come out and win those games, uh, especially like a primetime situation like the Rams have against the Saints here in a few weeks, stuff like that. You have to win those games. Um, to, if, you, if, you're, if you're serious, you win those games. But I think that either way, we're in a good spot right now to see exactly just who we are. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter to me where, where, where we end up this year because we knew going into this season, it was a, you know, eat dead cap and develop your youth kind of season. So if the Rams barely miss the playoffs, I kind of still like it a little bit as far as like the future of this team. If you zoom out a little bit, obviously I want to make the playoffs and it sucks when you don't. But if you zoom out a little bit and kind of think like, well, we kind of all thought that we were going to be terrible this year and we've already increased our win total from a year ago. So we're headed in the right direction. We zoom out a little bit and see that this team was fighting at this time of the year instead of just kind of falling apart and, uh, you know, doing what some fans wanted them to do, which is go for a high draft pick then uh, I see that as a massive win. And I see that, that that means that this team's got a lot of fight. And I think that that is a positive as we uh, go into the future of uh, uh, these next couple seasons and see how far, uh, see, see if we can build it back up, you know? Because um, obviously you can't just win every year. That would be, first of all, boring as hell. <laughs> if you were just super sick every year, just won the Super Bowl every year. 
Like, that's why I got bored with, like, Madden, because it was, like, it got too easy, and then the games got too dumb, you know? So it was, like, like all right, well, I'm just I'm going undefeated winning the Super Bowl every year. Like, that's not, not very riveting, you know? So um, it's the same thing here. Is, uh, you know, it's, it's cool as hell to, to see that the Rams won the Super Bowl just a couple years ago, kind of did some moves and ate some cap space and, you know, loaded up on a, some, some fat rookie classes and uh, now potentially in the spot to maybe hit it again these next couple years. So it looks like that window was like, it was like one of, it was like a door window. You know, does that make any sense? I don't think it does, but like it, it like swings open, you know, and instead of the window closing all the way, it kind of like, it kind of like just mostly closed it, but it was still like, there was like a crack still, like you were still getting some air in there, you know? And then now we could be shoving that, that sucker back open. So that's pretty sweet stuff. With the uh, Ravens hosting the Los Angeles Rams, uh, we'll dive into that game uh, right after this quick break. So don't go anywhere. It's right here at Ram Show. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Okay. All right. Welcome back in. Uh, Right before we get into this uh, game preview here, did want to give a little bit of a heads up as far as our Ram Showcase and uh, what's going on here. So I currently do a full-time job and a part-time job, and the video version of uh, the game preview is just taking up a little bit too much time for me, and there's just a lot of moving parts going on right now, and without going into some crazy details, I mean, I'm not trying to keep any secrets here. Uh, I, I fully believe in full disclosure here and stuff like that, but like coming off of a surgery, having these two jobs, and uh, honestly not being able to make money on YouTube anymore, um, that's, that is uh, playing into the decision that uh, the game preview video version will be put on hold right now as we kind of figure out some details. I'm trying to talk to some people right now to kind of figure out what I think the best option for Ram Showcase and the video version will be in the future and uh, where I kind of see that going as far as like RamShowcase.com, the video version, the audio version, and just kind of see where 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 it really needs to to head. So um this is also going to move into the ram showcase live that's going to be put on a hold for a little while uh, but what i want to do and i don't know if it'll start this week or uh, in the next few weeks is i want to go ahead and start doing an extra podcast a week so giving instead of doing a video version put more time into the preparation of the podcast which i think is more important and then potentially doing a monday show as well um, where we kind of talk about the previous game or maybe, maybe even a Sunday night kind of deal. So where we talk about that previous game and kind of what happened and maybe kind of a shorter, shorter episode. So uh, I, I will look at giving as many details as I possibly can as I get them. But right now I just need to, to, to take, a, take a bit and just make sure that the, the, the content of the show itself is, uh, is at the quality that I prefer it to be at instead of, 
rushing through preparation to make sure that I've got time to edit a video together. So without help on Ram Showcase, I do this all alone. Um, there's nobody else here. I've tried to get other people here, uh, but it, it, it has not worked out, um, which is unfortunate. I've been trying to add somebody to Ram Showcase for a while now, but it, uh, I think right now I'm going to kind of put that search on hold and, and not be uh, looking for anybody in the meantime and just kind of steer my attention into just, again, making sure that the content of the podcast is at the level that I require it to be at for me to be comfortable putting it out to the world. So let's go ahead and get into the game preview, though. Uh, Los Angeles Rams at a 6-6 six and six record at the Baltimore Ravens, who are sitting at 9-3 and three right now. This game kicks off at 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific time from M&T Bank Stadium. We get Joe Davis and Daryl Johnston in the booth with Pam Oliver on the sideline. Pretty solid area as far as uh, the distribution map goes for this one, the uh, local, local telecast um, of the of the game so if you want to check that out uh, at sheriff joe bags on x uh, i've posted it there or uh, the ramp showcase uh, facebook page as well you can check it out there um in the national radio broadcast on espn we get steve levy as well as uh, mark starks on the call there for the betters out there the Rams sitting at plus seven and a half so uh yeah vegas thinks that the, the raven's gonna do some damage to the rams this weekend and uh, Moneyline sitting at plus 290 if you're taking the Rams there. And the over-under at 40.5, which I got to say feels a little bit high to me considering uh, the weather in this game, which is going to be floating uh, mid to low 60s for the entirety of the game and precipitation chances uh, sitting at about 80 to 90% depending on where you're looking. And uh, chances are very, very strong that we're going to get a weather game in this one, but not super, super cold. Like I said, about uh, mid to low 60s. Uh, throughout the game here uh, but uh, yeah the rain for sure uh, looks like uh, we'll be dealing with that so running the football yep pretty freaking critical in this one so what we're kind of looking for here is um uh, we got uh, a team in the rams that's kind of fighting for their playoff lives right now against a team who's in the super bowl conversation right now so uh, very different um uh, battles right now is the, the ravens actually currently tied for the top seed in the afc so uh, you know they're hungry for that. They would love to have that uh, week off, I'm sure, as uh, the playoffs begin. But the Rams sitting just outside of the playoffs right now. It's obviously fighting for their lives, which makes this an incredible matchup. And we can look at stuff all you want to about like a 9-3 team playing against a 6-6 six six team. And it's uh, the 9-3 team is the home team and all that stuff. But you can kind of throw away some of that stuff at this time of year. Because now you're dealing with, you know, a team that, let's, let's, let's call it what it is, has won a Super Bowl recently here. And the Baltimore Ravens, who were obviously a powerhouse at the, at the moment, uh, so it, it kind of comes down to one of those things of of what team is going to really shine in this in this specific matchup because you don't have to be better than the Ravens. You only have to be better than the Ravens on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like because because other than that, it doesn't really matter. I mean, the only other time we play them is in a Super Bowl. So uh, just a a game plan in this game specifically to just beat this one team is all you got to worry about. You don't need to be you don't need to say that like oh, we're better than the Ravens right now. Like we need to be better this Sunday. That's it. Other than that, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like the Chiefs just beat the Packers, or the opposite of that. <laughs> the Packers just beat the Chiefs. Chiefs aren't worse than the Packers for sure. They're not worse than the Packers, but hey, it happens. You know what I mean? So you just got to be able to beat the team that's in front of you. And uh, this week, of course, that is uh, being the Baltimore Ravens. So. They don't do great in the early slot, especially on the East Coast, um, but uh, the rain came, making this a little bit interesting for sure. Let's go ahead and dive into the matchup here. So the Rams offense against the Ravens defense. The Ravens defense second in the NFL. 
last week coming off of the game against the Browns, who were first in the NFL and uh, did a pretty good job there. But uh, Rams defense, or excuse me, offense, uh, ranked 14th in the league right now. Passing the football, the Rams are 15th in the league. Ravens defense, second against the pass. And uh, running the football, the Rams uh, just under 115 a game, and that is 15th in the NFL. And uh, the Ravens defense is giving up a little over 102 a game. That is 11th in the league. And points being scored, the Ravens giving up uh, 15.6 a game. That is crazy. That is also first in the NFL, as you would expect. And uh, the Rams, 22.3. Uh, they're, they're putting up on average. That is 13th in the league. But let's also not forget that the Rams' uh, offense coming off of two plus 30 performances. So that number is on the way up right now. And I think that uh, looking at like the last two or three games is a lot more relevant, I guess, uh, than looking all the way back to looking at like the rave or uh, this is the Ravens game, like the Bengals game and, and like the, the Steelers game, stuff like that. Like those are less relevant today because this team has been so young this whole season, but every single game is like that much more experience. So I think that the Rams right now are already way better than they were in week one. And uh, I think that we're seeing that progression kind of happen right now, right in front of our faces. We're watching some of these young guys really come into their own. So obviously we want to see that continue, but the Rams uh, offense has been playing really, really good football these last two weeks. And again, last week, that was the, the number one defense uh, in the NFL. And the Rams had the second most yards and points put up against the Browns all season long. The other to the, the team that put up the most points and yards against the Browns was the Colts, who actually lost that game to the Browns. So the Rams obviously doing a good job in this one. Um, and we're, I mean, it helped that Joe Flacco played quarterback, but on this matchup specifically, on the Rams offense going against that, that Browns defense, I mean, that was, it was perfect. It, it went exactly the way it needed to go. I mean, uh, A.J. Jackson was killing it against Miles Garrett, you know, stuff like that. So obviously there's a lot of uh, parts that go into it, but they played exactly the way you need to play in that, in that game. And uh, we'll need it again because, uh, well, the road doesn't get easier, all right? If anything, the road gets harder as this Ravens defense is extremely talented. So yeah, it's uh, going to be a very big one here. But um, uh, another stout AFC North defense. Those those AFC North defenses, man, they, they'll, they'll get you. <laughs> they'll get you. Uh, the Rams offense has had, like I said, very good back-to-back -back weeks. So it feels more like a vintage Rams offense. And I say that vintage Rams offense in terms of like vintage Sean McVay Rams offense, where we're seeing more what we used to see from this offense. Because like earlier in the year, I was commenting on how we're not seeing this offense be run the same. Like it did, it wasn't the same thing. So that uh, it just didn't feel like us. And now we're back to it feeling a little bit like us, which is absolutely good. There's some power, some creativity, and uh, I'm not sure why it hasn't been here all year. But uh, well, it's good to have back now. Well, uh, Kyron Williams returning definitely a massive, massive part of that. And I don't think that's getting enough credit outside of the Rams fan base. Rams fans understand what Kyron Williams has done to this offense. I don't know if outside of the Rams fan base, though, that people really, truly get how good Kyron Williams is. So another opportunity to showcase it this week. The Ravens coming off of a bye week, uh, their most recent game against the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert was the leading rusher in that game, but uh, Keenan Allen had 14 uh, receptions, which is absolutely massive. But uh, Austin Eckler... He's obviously been having a little bit of a different year this year, but he, he was held to just 3.2 yards per carry. And like I said, Justin Herbert was the leading rusher. I don't expect that to be the same case this week. I don't expect Matthew Stafford to be our leading rusher. And if he is, well, it probably didn't go well. So that's not good news. 
Uh, but Keenan Allen, 14 receptions. That does tell us a little bit of something here. But let's go into three to see. We'll talk about it in there. Is uh, We'll start with Kyron Williams. Clear and obvious asset to this Rams offense. If Kyron is rolling, this Rams offense is just way more efficient. I will say, though, that th here's a quick sidebar. Because I saw this play, and it kind of like blew up on, on social media of uh, Kyron Williams blocking Miles Garrett and just kind of blasting him and he hit the ground, stuff like that. This is very awesome. <laughs> Definitely cool. Um, but Miles Garrett was engaged with a left tackle, <laughs> AJ Jackson, and he was not paying attention to Kyron Williams at all. So Kyron, given that pop, that's actually what you're just required to do. Like, just do that. That's like, that's a football play there. And the way it kind of worked out, like, I think we, we drew attention to it because it was Miles Garrett. But that is pretty standard football stuff right there. And I'm very surprised that that play was like one where people were like, oh my gosh, look at Kyrie Williams. It's like, yeah, that's that's football, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was like, it was cool to see. And I'm not trying to like be like it was a bad play or anything like that. But like, that's just football. Like that was, it's like if, if we see Matthew Stafford hit Cooper Cup over the middle for 25 yards and be like, oh my God. It's like, well, yeah, that's really like what we do though. Like, <laughs> so Kyron Williams blasting Miles Garrett. Obviously that was awesome to see but he was literally engaged with a left tackle. If you don't blast him there, that's a bad football play. What Kyron Williams did was just pretty standard stuff there. So I was surprised to see that, that one popped, but uh, hey, that's cool. Any Anytime Kyron's getting cool attention, I'm kind of here for it, but I was surprised to see so many people blown away by that play, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. So yeah, that's what you're supposed to do there. If a guy is engaged with one of your offensive linemen and you pop him, he should be hitting the ground. That's two grown men blasting one dude. Like, <laughs> that's... That's what's supposed to happen. Anyway, moving on to uh, the offensive line. Because Kyron Williams, obviously a massive part of this game, as uh, he will be. Uh, he's going to be a massive part of all the games he's in right now. The dude is extremely talented. But the offensive line line had a gap of stress in there um, in uh, so far in this season. Uh, but back to the praise that I was uh, offering up earlier in the season. Jackson uh, at left tackle, playing back to... Some really, really strong football, man. He had a couple weeks in there where it was like, oh my gosh, like, what is he doing? And then we like, he even popped up in fan cases of people being like, do we need to look for another left tackle? And uh, I would say based on, you know, how what A.J. Jackson was able to do against Miles Garrett, that kind of answers that. But I, I answered that question in the same way that you would expect me to, which is like, well, let's let the season play out first. Because now, that's not a question. Nobody's asking me that if uh, A.J. Jackson needs to be replaced, you know? Um, and Kevin Dotson as well, he might steal the most valuable addition award uh, from uh, Witherspoon this year because um, both of those guys, obviously, in, in, in their sides of the football, definite easy options there for uh, newest additions as far as like a free agent addition goes. Uh, so, uh, but Dotson, though, I mean, he's playing, playing great football. And I'm super, super pumped to see the Coleman Shelton, my Coleman Shelton cries, uh, they, they were heard. And now he's in a spot where Brian Allen uh, being on the bench all the time, uh, but also Joe Nopum being on the bench all the time, that, that kind of hurts in some weird ways as well, uh, because that's a lot of dollar bills to be sitting on your bench. So I would expect that Brian Allen, Joe Nopum not back next year, um, but uh, that also would draw into question some depth. So we'll see what happens. But obviously Dotson being only 27, uh, you know, Jackson's super young as well. So, I mean, we're in a good spot right now. And also, let's not forget that Rob Havenstein, not uh, not on the early part of his career here, so we could see Joe Nopum slip in at that right tackle spot as well. We'll see what happens, though. We don't need to worry about that right now. Uh, we got our guys at the moment and this offensive line playing really, really good football, so hopefully that continues this week. 
Next up is uh, Cooper Cup. As uh, Keenan Allen, like I had mentioned, he had uh, he's only been having an okay season, but with 14 receptions, it does feel like that could give a hint as to what this Rams offense could do to this Ravens defense, especially considering that the Rams simply have more weapons than the Chargers. I'm not, I don't want to say better or worse or anything like that, but definitely more. Uh, the The Chargers have been dealing with some injuries at the at the receiver spots. So uh, to have Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, Demarcus Robinson, who's been playing good football, uh, Tutu Atwell, who's been playing playing solid as well, like guys like this, I, I think that, that that helps us a lot because if, if you have a guy in Keenan Allen who, again, who's only been having an okay season and he go off for 14 receptions, well, my brain goes to like, oh my gosh, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, they could, they could both do that this week um, because that Keenan Allen really has been the, the Chargers' only weapon. And if they weren't able to key in on their only weapon and, and slow him down, then that gives me a lot of confidence in what the Rams offense could do. Although, again, that rain is kind of the, the X factor in this one. That kind of throws a big wrench into everything. So let's move over to the other side here. The Ravens offense against the Rams defense. The Ravens offense is seventh in the NFL, putting up just under 380 a game. Rams defense sitting middle of the road, 16th in the league. Uh, almost 350 a game given up, uh, but not quite. And passing the football, the Ravens, 27 or 207 and a half. That is 20th in the league. So not great there, but it's also not what their offense is built on. The Rams defense given up just under 220 a game. That is 15th in the league. Running the football, this is where the Ravens make their money, putting up uh, over 158 a game. That is first in the NFL. The Rams given up 111.1. That is dead center, 16th in the league. Points being put up, the Ravens are doing 27 a game. That is good for 7th in the league. And the Rams defense giving up 21.1. That is 14th in the league. The rankings uh, really don't do the Rams defense justice here. Despite being middle of the road for most of those important stats, this Rams defense has been absolutely awesome, especially in recent weeks. The secondary is on right now, for sure. And the patience with guys like Kendrick, uh, it seems to be paying off as a what was it? Uh, I believe the, the numbers that I saw was that John Johnson, Jordan Fuller, Akella Witherspoon, and Darian Kendrick all played 100% of the snaps last week against the Browns, which is absolutely incredible. I was surprised to see Durant's numbers so low, but he also has been dealing with a bit of an injury, so maybe that's all that is. Uh, but I will say, like going into last year, I was way more excited about Kendrick than I was Durant. And then the rookie seasons played out. Durant was the clear-cut leader of those two. And then this year, we saw Durant kind of slip into that star role that uh, Jalen Ramsey played, which I am not a fan of. I've had conversations about it. Some people really like that position. I don't. I think that when you have a Jalen Ramsey, you can pull off that position. But that's not a, a position that you can just drop anybody into. It's like trying to say, it's like, all right, Matthew Stafford, we're going to run Michael Vick's offense this week. It's like, a, well, that's, that's, not, that's not how that works kind of thing. So I think that that's part of the Durant issues this year. And I don't want to... Issues kind of sounds bad because well, I think he's a good player, uh, but Kendrick is doing a very good job. This is actually the Kendrick that I expected to see last year, uh, but he's the, his last few weeks has been very, very good. So I'm um, looking for him to continue that as well. But uh, this the secondary has been very, very good and uh, will need to be again. Uh, <laughs> and for the rest of the year, we'll need, we'll need to be super sick. Uh, that'd be uh, ideal, right? Youth on defense uh, showing up every single week. This will be quite the test, though, for these young guys as uh, they'll be chasing down one of the most athletic offensive weapons in the entire league in Lamar Jackson. We have not gone against a guy that has the abilities of Lamar Jackson. Uh, you can say Kyler if you want to. I strongly disagree with you. 
Um, but, uh, you know, there's there's some other guys that the Rams have played that are, that are talented, but nobody who can just absolutely embarrass you like Lamar Jackson can. So very big test for this uh, this Rams youth, like uh, Byron Young, Kobe Turner. These guys are they're in a position where they could get embarrassed by Lamar Jackson. I hope they don't. Uh, but Lamar Jackson is athletic enough. He is shifty enough that uh, he could. He could do that. He could He could make, uh, make a highlight out of you, and you don't want that to happen. And it definitely shouldn't be ignored also that uh, OBJ making, uh, make, making his uh, first game against the Rams uh, since uh, winning the Super Bowl as a member of the Rams uh, will probably be pretty motivated. and probably want to have some good trash talk and stuff like that. Um, but also, Akello. He wasn't here. So uh, Akello versus Odell, that's must-see TV, which actually brings us into our three to see. Akello and Darian, I'm putting in as uh, one unit here. Both guys have some tough matchups on the outside as uh, OBJ and Zay Flowers. Definitely a good test for these two, but uh, not letting these like not letting these guys get so open that Lamar Jackson has just easy throws is extremely important in this game for sure. Um, and also, like I said, though, this, this uh, secondary has been playing extremely well. And if Akello and Darian can have good days in this one as well and just force that ground game, just force it to be a ground attack from the Ravens. Obviously, that's their strong suit. But at the same time, if you can just take out an element of the football game in, entirely, then you're doing something in the right direction. So Akello and Darian getting uh, one single nod here. And uh, Ernest Jones coming up next. Uh, we'll go with, uh, yeah, so uh, Ernest Jones, he's kind of an easy one to pencil in here. Roseboom could be added here too, but I already did a double, so I'm not going to do that. But uh, the Rams will likely need to keep somebody with uh, eyes on Lamar. Uh, but also we'll need to, like, to need speed to close in on Lamar when he does move around. I talked to, uh, uh, or like, like if we have like a Michael Hoyt, you know, being the spy, well, Lamar Jackson's probably just going to outrun him uh, and, and get around him, you know? So like, not only do you need a spy, but you also need somebody who's fast enough to go after Lamar and, and get to him. So. That's a uh, very important stuff there. He's got the ability ability to make you look silly out there. You get you got you don't want to get put on Lamar's highlight tapes, and that should be uh, enough motivation for any of these sec, uh, defensive players to say like I don't want to be I don't want to be on any like any promos, dude. Like I, I like don't let him do that to you, man. So uh, Ernest Jones though, well he's got his work cut out for him, but I'm excited to see how he handles it this week. And uh, last, I'm gonna go with Aaron Donald. Uh, the Ravens they run the football. And uh, not just with one or two guys. Uh, last week they had like seven guys with carries or something like that, uh, or two weeks ago against the Chargers. Um, but uh, reading those plays, uh, that will be like fun to see how that happens for uh, Aaron Donald this week. He's got the ability to to light up your play, uh, your run play in under five, like in under a second. So uh, if we can get a few of those this week, then that'll be obviously very very good. So the, those uh, those interior offensive linemen of the Ravens. Definitely have their hands full, and you got to think that Aaron Donald is going to come for him, man. They're, they're, he's coming. He's coming for you fast, and uh, that, I think that this is going to be very critical. But to see kind of how this, um, how uh, the, the, the Rams' defense kind of shakes out and how, like, what they're seeing and how they're reacting to stuff, because like I said, they run the football with a lot of different guys. Zay Flowers getting carries out here. OBJ's getting carries out here. Lamar obviously takes it a lot. So uh, to see... What they're reading on tape and how they're reacting to what they see on tape, I think is going to be very, very important in this matchup, uh, like it, of course, always will be. Uh, but uh, Aaron Donald, again, has the ability to light up your play right away, and we'll need a couple of those in this one to keep the Ravens honest. Let's take a look at some uh, milestones that we are looking for here. So uh, Matthew Stafford, 
Uh, probably not going to hit him this week. If he did, that'd be absolutely insane. Uh, but he needs 2,174 yards to pass Eli Manning, 10th all-time in league history. Needs 18 touchdown passes to pass Eli Manning for 10th all-time in league history. Tyler Higby needs just one reception. He is currently tied with Jack Snow for 10th most in franchise history. So we uh, could see that this weekend. Of course, just one reception for Tyler Higby. He now breaks into the top 10 in, in uh, franchise history. He needs 118 receiving yards to pass Harold Jackson for 14th most in franchise history. So we could see that as well. Uh, I would expect to see that by the time the season ends. I don't know if it will happen uh, this week, but uh, Tyler Higby, every once in a while, he has one of those games where he's just on. So uh, maybe we could see that this week. Cooper Cup needs 53 receptions to pass Henry Ellard for third most in franchise history. So uh, I mean, 53 with 10 or with five games to go. Uh, that's definitely possible, but we'll see how that uh, shakes up, of course. And he needs one more touchdown reception to pass Henry Ellard for fourth most in franchise history. He's currently tied with Ellard uh, in that slot right now. Aaron Donald needs five sacks to move into the top 25 of all time. So that's he's very close to that. Five games, five sacks. We could definitely see that from Aaron Donald. And uh, needs one more forced fumble to pass Derek Brooks to be tied for 43rd in league history. He needs one solo tackle. One solo tackle to pass Leonard Little for 11th most in franchise history. Puka Nakua needs 445 receiving yards to break the rookie record for receiving yards in a single season that was set by Bill Groman in 1960. That was quite a while ago, but uh, 445 in five games, that could definitely happen. We are officially on record watch for Puka Nakua as uh, far as league records go. Uh, as uh, Rams records already hit, he's already got the, uh, the, the most receiving yards by a rookie in Rams history. And is, of course, now also the first Rams rookie to ever have 1,000 receiving yards. So super, super sick stuff out of Puka, of course. He needs 28 receptions to break the rookie record. Four receptions set by Jalen Waddle. That was just a few seasons ago. 28 receptions, five games to do it. Let's go, Puka. He could be having the best rookie season for a wide receiver of all time. We could be watching that happen right now. And uh, Kobe Turner. He needs just one sack to break Kevin Carter's franchise record uh, for sacks by a rookie. The record is, of course, uh, six right now held by Kevin Carter and uh, Kobe Turner sitting at five and a half. So, uh, again, another rookie record watch. These rookies, uh, this rookie class is so sick, dude. <laughs> it's, I'm having so much fun with this, uh, this rookie class for sure. Uh, let's take a look at the history of this matchup. The Ravens uh, do lead the all-time series. Uh, they lead it five and three. Uh, making this the ninth all-time matchup. The Rams beat the Ravens in the most recent meeting that happened on January 2nd of uh, <laughs> 2022. I was going to say 1922. That was a long time ago. The Ravens didn't exist. Then. Neither did the Rams, actually. Uh, well, it was a 20-19 to win, though, for the Rams in Baltimore. The Ravens won the previous four games before that. And uh, before that win in the 21 season, Super Bowl winning season uh, for the Rams, their last win uh, came on uh, November 9th of 2003. That happened in St. Louis, 33-22 to game. I remember that score. Now, first ever game between these two came on October 27th of 1996. Ravens won that one in overtime, 37-31. to This is only the third time ever the Ravens are playing the Los Angeles Rams. As, of course, they started, uh, the Rams were uh, in St. Louis. So, this is the third one, one and one, since uh, the return of uh, that big Monday night game. Uh, where the Ravens scored what, was like 45 to 10 or something like that. It was not a good day, uh, but either way, 
Uh, this will be the third matchup between the LA Rams and Baltimore Ravens. Some connections in this game. Uh, so we have uh, former Rams on the Ravens wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. won the Super Bowl with the Rams in the 21 season and a defensive back coach Denard Wilson. He was with the Rams from, from uh, 2012 to 2016. Former Ravens on the Rams. Well, Demarcus Robinson played there just last year. So uh, some familiarity for sure. Uh, some uh, connections here. Matthew Stafford played in Detroit with linebacker Kyle Van Noy. That happened in uh, 2014 to 16. Aubrey Pleasant coached uh, the DBs in Detroit with uh, defensive back Daryl Worley. That happened last year, and, or two years ago, excuse me. And uh, tight end Hunter Long played in Miami with tight end coach George Godsey. So he's playing with his former position coach there. And uh, offensive coordinator Matt LaFleur, he did coach the Jets with quarterback John Johnson. Uh, tackle Morgan Moses and uh, linebacker Delshawn Phillips. Some college connections here. We have Bobby Brown played at Texas A&M with Justin Matabuike. I don't know how other people say that, but when I was watching these guys play in college together, they always said Matabuike. Uh, uh, but I've heard bouquet before, so yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, whatever you decide is, uh, I guess, just right. right. Uh, Russ Yeast played at Louisville with uh, quarterback Lamar Jackson. That happened in 2017. Jordan Fuller played at Ohio State with linebacker Malik Harrison and running back J.K. Dobbins. That happened in 2017-19. to 19. Uh, Ben Skoranek played, uh, or Ben Skoranek and Kyron Williams played at Notre Dame with safety Kyle Hamilton. Aubrey Pleasant, Coach Aubrey Pleasant, played at Wisconsin with guard Kevin Zeitler. That happened in 2008, so a pretty cool reunion there. And uh, speaking of Wisconsin, Rob Havenstein, uh, he blocked for Melvin Gordon at uh, Wisconsin. That happened from 2011 to 2014. So some good experience between those two. And uh, Royce Freeman, he is uh, playing against his uh, 2017 running back coach in uh, Willie Target. As, um, or I don't actually know if that's how you, spell, how you pronounce that. But uh, yeah, pretty sweet stuff there. So uh, that is your game preview. The uh, Rams taking on the Baltimore Ravens, of course. Uh, this Sunday, uh, early kickoff, which is unfortunate. Those are the worst, uh, worst possible time slots. I guess it's it's better than you know being like a international game because that is definitely the worst time slots. But uh, this should be a fun one, man. Uh, because ultimately, obviously, the 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 Rams, you know, fighting for their playoff lives, and uh, the Ravens trying to get the one seed right now. So you got both teams fighting for something, and uh, could be you know falling apart as well. So <laughs> like you never know, you never know. So uh, with a rain game. For this one, uh, this will be the first time we get the rain, the Rams in a rain game uh, for the season. So that's pretty exciting stuff there. We'll be in the white jerseys, by the way. Uh, myself and uh, Rams House going with the soul pants and uh, Peo locking in the royal pants. And uh, by the way, the Ravens, we, they've already announced they're in all purple. So they're purple jersey, purple pants. So uh, we, we at least can't match that, which is awesome because uh, same color jersey and pants, well, it looks like pajamas. And it's terrible every time. So <laughs> there's that part. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's your game preview. Rams, Ravens, this Sunday. M&T Bank Stadium should be an awesome one. Enjoy the game, and uh, maybe we'll hop on a pregame live. Maybe. I got to talk to uh, my buddy Mystic, as uh, he's a Ravens fan. We might do a little bit of a game preview morning of. We'll see what happens. Don't want to make any promises, but uh, keep your eyeballs on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel and Facebook page, as uh, that's where that stream would go. Fan Quesos, that's next right here at Ram Showcase. All right, let's go ahead and dive into our fan quesos on this Ravens week. We'll start on uh, Facebook right now. Uh, we'll go ahead and start with Greg. It says, uh, how do you think the experiment of developing a bunch of rookies is going? 
Is it likely to pay off next year? They have a few gems, but there are a bunch of second tier players that will be solid player that that will be solid players moving forward. Um, so <clears throat> I think the experiment of uh, having a bunch of rookies is going extremely well. Um, I would say I was confident going into the year about how I thought that this uh, rookie and just having young guys in general, second, you know, first and second year guys, uh, we're loaded with them. I think it's going extremely well. And uh, you're not going to hit on most of your picks. And if you can honestly, if you can get a quarter of your guys to uh, really hit and be contributors for any kind of extended period, well, you're absolutely nailing it. And uh, realistically, you're more, you're looking at more like uh, 15 to 20% of your rookies actually you know, having an extended career in the NFL. The average NFL career is only, what, two years? And uh, I think we, we kind of ignore that, or um, I don't want to say ignore that. That's not, that's not the right word. But uh, we kind of forget that that's a thing because we see the same names for so many years, but uh, the bulk of guys, you know, get cut in preseason and then never play football again. So uh, overall, I really do think it's, it, it's paying off extremely well. And uh, you said here, uh, but are there a bunch of second-tier players that will be solid going forward? And I absolutely think so. I think that we're seeing a we're seeing the the top-tier guys, the you know Byron Young, Kobe Turner, Puka Nakua. We're seeing these guys very often. Um, but uh, Zach Evans, um, uh, maybe like a, a Deswan Johnson, um, a Trey Tomlinson, like these guys. I think that they I think that they have the the ability to to get better as time goes on. So uh, that's a, that's kind of what we're waiting on right now is to see where these guys kind of end up as far as their careers go. But yeah, I, I actually think that it's going extremely well. And I do think it's going to pay off big time next year for sure. Next one here comes from Mark. If we make it to the playoffs, what would be a more interesting matchup, 49ers or Lions? Ooh, that's a good question, man, because uh, both of these would be absolutely awesome. But could you imagine how how devastated Detroit would be if they get booted from the playoffs by Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I want that to happen so bad. Not because I have like any dislike of, of lions or their fans or anything like that. I kind of like, I hope Jared Goff does well, like, you know, Josh Reynolds and stuff like that. Like uh, I, 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 I support those guys still, but I think that that would be like the ultimate, like, yeah, you, you had your chance. <laughs> you know. So uh, I think the Lions would be a very, very interesting matchup. We get that Goff and Stafford um, uh, battle in the playoffs would be so, so cool. Uh, next one here comes from Gary. Good to see you in here, Gary. Uh, so I, don't, I don't know if I've... Have you been in the fair cases before, man? We can use high voice over here. Said uh, It was good to see Matthew Stafford not being pressured. Most of the throws were quick uh, timing throws uh, that protects the quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's kind of when we are at our best, but I think that that really heavily ties in with like what we just talked about with uh, the run game and Kyron Williams. When we have an actual threat at running back and a guy that not only the defense has to respect, uh, but a guy that Matt or that, uh, excuse me, Sean McVay trusts to get a bulk of the load and, and actually be a very important piece of the offense. Uh, I think that that opens up a lot of things for, uh, for the way that McVay's scheme is designed to run and i think that we we can see that well like we know uh when sean McVay doesn't have confidence in the run game i think it's very very obvious um that uh that, that we'll kind of stray away from it a little bit so um yeah it was, it was definitely good to see uh that uh, that rhythm was back in there and against such a good defense too in the uh in the browns so hopefully we can have uh, some similar success this week against again a really tough opponent uh, especially defensively 
Uh, next one here, same from Gary, uh, says, uh, should we spy on Jackson and force him to throw the ball? If you don't spy Jackson, you're going to have a bad day, actually. So, uh, yeah, you kind of have to. Um, and it's unfortunate because now, instead of having uh, 11 guys on your defense, worry about essentially 10 guys on, <laughs> you know, on offense. Uh, when you're playing against a quarterback who's probably not going to run, like Flacco last week was like not a risk. So like that, it just pulls a guy out of coverage, um, like maybe a deep guy or something like that. Instead, he's now, you know, watching that that quarterback. But it's also not just spying Jackson. It's spying Jackson with the right guy. Because if we have like a Michael Hoyt, you know, spying and trying to chase chase after Lamar Jackson, well, Lamar Jackson's just going to outrun him. And then the spy did no good. So uh, I think that that's a, a part of it too, is trying to, First of all, keep him in the pocket, but then that's where you keep that spy like kind of in the middle on the line, line of scrimmage. So if our edge rushers can kind of force him into the pocket and maybe forward instead of being able to roll out and backwards, then that will help whoever is the spy, which I would guess is going to be a, a mix of, you know, Ernest Jones, Christian Roseboom. Uh, we'll probably, unfortunately, I, I still, I, I, I yeah, I, I stand by that. Uh, Troy Reader as well, so... Um, I just don't think Troy Reader is very good, and uh, I, it's disappointing to see him get so many reps uh, because I think that Christian Roseboom is miles better than Troy Reader. So uh, there's that part. Uh, next one here from Gary as well. Uh, uh, also, can we run the ball to eat up the clock? Man, I sure hope so. Uh, they have a pretty good defense. Like I said, uh, we've kind of talked about that pretty hefty here. Uh, but uh, as far as against the run, they're 11th. So, I mean, it is possible to get that that aspect of it going. Um, but, um, they also, I mean, they're a run team and it's going to be a weather game. So to be able to run the football, I think is 1000% critical for this matchup. If you can't run the football in this game, you're probably not going to win. And, uh, next one here is, uh, lastly, uh, but not least, it's great, uh, your surgery worked out and then you're back. Thanks dude. Appreciate that, man. Um, really appreciate you reaching out. Uh, also, by the way, I wasn't expecting it, um, but definitely was, uh, was pleased to see that, man. So appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's, uh. It's been quite the journey. Uh, first time um, and definitely not done. Uh, so still getting some uh, some stuff done. Taking my uh, my 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 person into the, into the shop. You know. So uh, yeah, that's it's pretty cool stuff, man. Happy to be back though. I missed uh, all the last week with of work. So uh, getting back to work this week too was uh, was was nice. It was refreshing. Well, let's see here. Let's go over to Co- Cody. Uh, it says, uh, "Is it time to bench Higby?" Uh, absolutely not. Um, Higby is not, he's just not part of the, the target as, uh, as he has been in the, in the past, but no, he's the best tight end this Rams franchise has ever seen. And, uh, no, it's not time to bench Higby. And, and for who? I mean, that, that, that's kind of like the, the, the second part to that, to that answer and, or question is, uh, like who, who do you put in his place? Um, is it going to be a Davis Allen? Is it going to be a Hunter Long? I think that um, far and away uh, that uh, Tyler Higby is our best option at uh, the tight end position at this time. And then uh, next one here from Cody. Oh, yeah, I, I did see this one early. Um, it's, it's asking about Mark Andrews, who is uh, out for the year. So uh, I was kind of talking about uh, who's going to be covering Mark Andrews, kind of a go-to target for him uh, there. But, yeah, that's, a, that's a, the kind of interesting thing, too, man. As uh, I saw that, and it was like, I was like, Mark Andrews, like there's something with that. Um, and then I saw some some people comment back to you saying that, uh, that yeah, he's out. But um, it's, it's one of those things, too, because I don't blame you at all, dude. It's an AFC team. We don't really deal with them very often. You know what I mean? Like, we've this is only, what, our, our ninth time ever playing the Ravens. So, yeah, I don't ex- expect most fans to have, like, some kind of, like, super in-depth knowledge of that team. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm not like trying to trash you or anything for sure, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, one of those one of those deals. We don't we just don't deal with them very often. Like the the Ravens and Rams are not. Uh, the, we don't have like some kind of long crazy history uh, facing off against each other. So there's that part. Uh, I'll turn it over to YouTube. Where, uh, yeah, we're not going to be doing videos right now for a little while. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm not really not sure of what the plan is going to be. I got to kind of figure that out. Um, and I don't know if maybe switching from YouTube is going to be an option, but uh, that is definitely in the cards. I'll say that. So I will try to keep as updated as possible. I'm kind of looking into some things right now. I've been having some conversations with other people about uh, where Ram Showcase could go and uh benefits not only the show itself but also the the viewer the listener so um that's kind of where i'm at right now trying to just figure out what's going on and it's just uh it's chaos right now so and uh yeah again like i said earlier uh that uh without having help on ram showcase is is exactly why this decision had to be made um i've just you know it's just it's a lot to do by myself it, anyway that's all kind of sidebar stuff but uh go ahead and over to the youtube fan quesos We'll go back and forth here uh, with uh, Rams House and Payo time as uh, we w wiggle down this list here. So let's see here. Um, let's see where I want to start. Mainly where I want to end. Let's see here. I will just go down the list. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Rams House. Uh, what was your reaction to the Puka touchdown versus the Browns? I went nuts, dude. So I was like, I, I was getting a beer. So I was at the bar and I'm kind of like across the bar uh, from where the game was being shown. And I'm like talking to somebody else and I was like, yeah, but you know, like Bama, like they're pro they're better than Texas right now. Like, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, you know, I'm just like having conversations about the, the college football playoffs. And I'm kind of like keeping an eye over there as I'm waiting for my beer to come out. And then I see the pass happen. And then I just like mid sentence, I'm like talking to people. And I was like, yeah, but you know, like, it's like, I, I, you know, I, I like that the college football playoffs are, uh, you know, like taking more current into consideration than like earlier. And then I'm like, I see that uh, I see Puka break away and I just like bailed on the conversation and I start giving high fives like that, dude. Yeah, it was awesome, man. That was such a sick play for sure. Uh, let's see here from Payo time. What is your favorite memory of Cortland Finnegan? Mine is when he threw Calvin Johnson's mouth guard into the stands, forcing him to take a series off to get a new one. Dude, that is such a good one. Oh, uh, man, that's a funny one. But um, I will say this. Um, mine is when uh, we played the, at the time, Redskins. Don't get mad at me. That's what they were called. Um, then, uh, so the Rams were, uh, like, we were on defense, of course, because that's what Cortland Finnegan played. If you don't know, by the way, Cortland Finnegan was definitely, like, my Jordan Fuller of the, the time. Like, uh, he was my favorite player. I got a jersey hanging up in my closet, stuff like that. So, yeah, I was a big Cortland Finnegan guy. Um, but uh, I would say... We were playing the Redskins, and I don't remember the receiver, but uh, the Redskins had just gotten into field goal range, and there's barely any time left at all. And Orland Finnegan kind of, he, he, he gets up, and he kind of shoves the, um, the, the receiver, like just kind of on the shoulder pad, you know, nothing too crazy. It wasn't, wasn't over the top, wasn't obnoxious, but he was a chippy guy who would get in your head all day long, and it just happened to be that perfect timing where uh, that receiver got up and threw the football at Cortland Finnegan, costing uh, the Redskins 15 yards, uh, which is where they tried the field goal from, and missed it. It was short, so uh, Cortland Finnegan was the reason we won that game. I, I fully believe that. So that was probably my favorite moment because it was like the chippiness and him like being able to get into people's heads. It we, we saw it unfold in a way that literally won us a football game. So that kind of stuff is really cool to me. I think it was awesome. So, yeah, that's probably my favorite moment myself. I'm trying to even remember that year. I'm guessing that was probably about, what, 2012, if I had to guess. Uh, I could probably look it up right now, but I'm not going to do that. 
Um, so yeah, dude, that was mine. But yours is a, yours is a really good one because you're right. When uh, when he had to get a new mouth guard, he couldn't go out. So <laughs> that's good stuff, man. Uh, Rams house. Uh, what would it be like sharing a room with Kyron Williams? And also, uh, he's throwing in uh, Kevin Dotson because missed last week on the fan case. So it came in a little too late on him. So uh, let's see. So Kyron Williams. Dude, Kyron is quiet. I think that would be like, um, I think it'd be easy to share a room with Kyron Williams. I think he's kind of just like a dude, like instead of like, like a Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua who would keep you awake and stuff like that. Like, I feel like Kyron like put on headphones and like just mind his own business. And like, he would probably tell you to be quiet. You know what I mean? Like he'd be, he'd be like, Hey man, I'm trying to sleep. Can you chill? <laughs> you know, it's like the opposite of some of those other guys. So yeah, that'd be a, that'd be an interesting one. And then uh, Kevin Dotson, again i think it's pretty similar honestly about uh like him just kind of like doing his own thing but also like, i don't know i think he would probably be like a movie guy like and he'd probably li like watch movies too loud like he'd be like watching transformers or something and you and you'd be like all right dude but like can you like those explosions though man like i've actually never seen the transformers movies i'm guessing there's a lot of explosions though I feel pretty confident in that guess, actually, but I would feel like that, that would be what Kevin Dotson would do. It'd be like watching action movies with the volume just a little too, like uh, just loud enough where you're like your your picture frames are rattling and stuff, and you're like, dude, come on, man! Like, <laughs> next one here from Peo. Uh, should the Rams give up on finding a young kicker to be the solution for the future? I find it kind of disheartening that uh, the Rams have twice signed a young rookie kicker. Uh, spend and an offseason training them and uh, just for them to be cut early maybe with the cap space coming up uh, could they find a budget for a veteran kicker or do you think they try again this uh one of those hard things man because i mean look at like a young way coup who's been cut from so many teams but literally has the highest field goal percentage of all time he just passed justin tucker um it, it, it for like minimum 100 kicks or something like that so justin tucker obviously you take him first right but um yeah, man. So I, I don't know. Kicker is such a weird spot. And also, I mean, we, we can't forget that this is the first time in, in his entire career that Ethan Evans is holding for kicks. And I don't want to say that it's it's his fault or anything like that, but like it could be, <laughs> you know, um, I will say Lucas Haversick definitely makes me nervous these days. Um, so I get first I was I was confident, but now that's kind of dwindled away. Um, so I, I would say that just try again, man. I don't know, because it's it's such a toss up. Uh, if a guy's going to work with you, if, um, if like, uh, if a guy's more comfortable on grass and we play at SoFi and he's trying to get used to that. Um, but, uh, kicker is one of those spots where it really is pretty interchangeable. Um, we are seeing that this week again. So, um, I, I just keep throwing noodles at the wall, man. One of them's going to stick. And, and when it does, let's just not screw that up because we've seen it too many times where we have a really, really sick kicker and it just like, then we just like refuse to you know, extend them or something like that, or go for a different guy. So when you have a guy though, you just have to, to settle in on it and be like, all right, whatever he wants, we'll just give it to him because we need a, we need a kicker. And especially like a week like this with a weather game, I don't trust Lucas Haversick to hit kicks in the rain, especially when the other kicker on the other side is the, like one of the greatest of all time, a hall of fame kicker, you know, like it just makes me nervous if it comes down to a kick on either side, you know? So uh, I, I say just go ahead and try again, man. Like the the next great kicker's out there, and you won't know that until you you go you go sign them, you know. Uh, next one here from Rams House. Why did the Chiefs have to lose the one time I rooted for them, dude? I know, right? That was <laughs> it was like oh sweet man, like the Packers play the Chiefs, like this is gonna go so well for us. Psych. 
and it's weird too because the Packers, like I just I don't trust the Packers. Like I think that that team is too young and too inexperienced, kind of like we are, you know. In fairness, um, they like because like my buddy Jackson, who's been on here plenty of times, uh, he was he he sent me a text. It literally said, "I don't see a way the Packers lose another game," and it's like that's the most naive thing I've ever heard in my life, dude. Like. It's like you, you just being better than a team doesn't guarantee a win. The Rams are better than the Steelers. The Rams are, you know, better. Who who else have we lost to? Like we've lost to teams that like we're blatantly better than the Packers. Like that's, I mean, Brett Brett Rippin played in that game though, so like it doesn't really count <laughs> as far as like emotional losses. It's like yeah, of course we're gonna lose that game. Brett Rippin played quarterback, you know, uh, but we're better than the Packers, like stuff like that. So yeah, being better than a team doesn't make. Uh, doesn't mean you're going to win. Chiefs, yeah, they're better than the Packers, but it didn't mean they won, you know what I mean? So, like, that, that kind of stuff happens. So, um, yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, plenty of games to go. And I will say that if we're looking at teams in the playoffs that uh, the Rams are going to, like, pass, it's the Vikings, right? Like, they're playing Josh Dobbs again. This this era's Ryan Fitzpatrick. He comes in, has two good games, and then falls apart. Like, that's, that's, what, that's what he is. And he's going to start again this week. And uh, hopefully the Raiders can uh, pull that one out because that one will be just as good as if the Packers lose. And I don't care who it is, just uh, get the Rams into that playoff slot. Uh, I'll be happy. Next one here from Payo time. It's third and 15, and the Rams need a first down versus the Ravens to ice the game. Who do you want to get the ball? It's a great question, man, um, and I don't care. Just somebody who's going to catch it. I don't care if it's uh, Tutu Atwell. I don't care if it's Tyler Higby. I don't care if it's Davis Allen. <laughs> Uh, if I'm reading a defense and uh, trying to find a target, obviously you're looking for Cup or Puka, though. Koopa or Puka. Those, uh, those are your definite options uh, as far as like who you trust the most when that ball is leaving Matthew Stafford's hands. That that's not going to hit the turf on the other side. You know, those are those are the guys you're looking for there. So um, again, though, ultimately anybody. I I'm not a I'm not an individual kind of rooter. I, I don't do like the fan. I, I mean, I play fantasy football, but I'm in one league that I've been in since high school. Same guys and all that stuff. But like, I don't care who's who's doing stuff as long as they play for us. You know, um, it's like that seg, that old segment that helps no one. Hated that with my whole heart. Hated all of that. But, you know, but uh, yeah, I would say uh, Cooper or Puka is who you definitely have to be looking for in that situation. Oop, what am I doing here? Uh, let's see. And uh, last one here can come from Ram's house. It says, uh, suppose you have a daughter now. Okay. Uh, who on this Ram's team would you trust the most to date your daughter? Ooh, that's a good question, man. Um, Jordan Fuller's up there. Just a good dude. Um, Akella Witherspoon's definitely up there. Just a, you know, just a, 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 just a normal good dude who's not super chaotic or anything like that. Puka, for sure. Uh <laughs> Uh, uh, definitely Matthew, you know, he's a family guy and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely that. Um, uh, let's see. I'm going to try to go with an offensive lineman here. I would go, uh, Steve Avila for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of options there. Some guys are chaotic and, you know, uh, and I, I am a guy, so I, I know how guys work a little bit <laughs> and we can't be trusted. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, your fan quesos. Those, uh, those are always my favorite my favorite part. I need to just start start doing those. Just a whole podcast of quesos. That'd be kind of cool, huh? Um, so yeah, we'll uh, get some updates as far as uh, the future of Ram Showcase. Uh, de it's definitely not going away. I can tell you that much. I, I will absolutely keep this going. Uh, just what capacity it kind of exists in is uh, the, only, the only thing that we're kind of looking at right now. So 
Uh, thanks for hanging out. Uh, thank you for your fan cases. If you would like to hop in, uh, you can uh, hop on on uh, the, the Ram Showcase Facebook page. I posted there. Got some questions this week from there. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, the YouTube channel as well. I posted in the community tab. So uh, check it out there. Ram Showcase pages on all, all that stuff. And then on my personal Facebook as well. I get a lot of responses there. So that's a typical one for me also. Uh, but that is going to do it uh, for me. Make sure you follow on all your favorite social media. That's at Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Bags, RamShowcase.com. Click on that merch tab. Snag yourself a Ram Showcase t-shirt. That is the single best way to support the show. The second best way is, uh, well, just being here, hanging out with me. Absolutely. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio, the fan side of network and Broad Street South. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening, and go Rams! credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.